believe the Lord wants to stir us up today just to hear his voice. So why don't we just step into that a little bit. And uh, I want to give you some verses to focus in on what we're sensing the Lord is saying in this particular hour um, for us as the church as we step into 2024. Again, I'll just ask you to just to be um, kind of at rest this morning. We're going to walk out just a little bit. Thank you, sir. Uh, what we're sensing the Lord is saying and, and how we can all sense that with a little greater clarity. There's some real powerful, powerful scripture when we look into the Word of God. Um, that's pretty consistent throughout the Old Testament and the New that God is our conversational Father. <laughs> How many of you know there's something that happens in the heart of the child when the Father initiates that conversation and interaction produces affirmation? It's why it's so important for all of us as families to come together and um, allow the Father heart of God to be revealed and unveiled in a profoundly significant way in all of our hearts and lives as his children. But I mean, the Bible is just so full of all these verses. You know, um, I'll, I'll get to some of these in a moment. Don't try and track me. I know we've got a lot of verses I've asked you to put in. But let me just kind of rattle a few of the ideas off. My sheep know me. They hear my voice. They follow me. There's a still small voice behind you when you make a decision to turn to the left or the right. How many of you ever had a job decision to make and you weren't sure, am I going to go left or right? Or a relational decision. There's a still small voice behind you when you make a decision to turn to the left or the right saying, this is the way, walk you in it. It's this confirmation. You have this sense. Has anyone ever had somebody just say, hey, you were on my heart? And, uh, and then you respond when they say you were on my heart and what they say to you and you're just like, you have no idea how much I needed that right then at that moment in time. Has that ever happened to anybody? I just think so many times God doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's prompting us and he's orchestrating the conversational nature of the Father is this encouragement dynamic that he wants to release in all of our hearts and lives and we all need to learn to pay closer attention to what he's desiring uh, to reveal and to say. And so this, this week in my reading, I just stumbled onto Ephesians 6. I've actually been taking some time. I've not done this before, but I've been taking some time just to write the book of Ephesians. Um, and, there, you know, interaction with the Word of God is interesting because you can read it, you can study it, you can memorize it, and all of those produce a different interaction and exchange with God and His Word. But I've never really taken the time to write it uh, like that. And it, it took a long time. I was kind of surprised how long it took to write the whole book. Um, but just the interaction, what I would do is I would just rehearse a phrase. I wouldn't just write it word for word. I'd rehearse a phrase. And once I had the phrase, then I went and wrote it out, like the whole phrase. And it just kind of helped me process it from a little different vantage point. Um, and one of the verses I got to in Ephesians 6, verses 18, it, it talks about praying at all times in the Spirit. How often? Always, all times, praying at all times. Uh, by the way, we're going to be studying the book of Ephesians starting one week from tonight. Uh, and it's going to be by Zoom if you're interested in that, then you can uh, fill out a connect card. This is always the way we communicate, or you can uh, do that online by texting DESTINY to the number. 
but we can give you the information, the Zoom link. It will not be in person, and what we are going to do is actually, Pastor A.T. will be leading the charge on this, teaching through the book of Ephesians. It's going to be a one-hour online, 5 to 6 p.m. It's going to involve instruction, and then we're going to break you into groups for conversations online. Uh, it'll all be focused online. Sometimes we do in person and just kind of have a camera there to the side, but this is going to be totally focused on online interaction as our only focal point. So uh, reach out if you're interested in that. I, I do feel there's something about the book of Ephesians right now. You know, the Lord had prompted me to begin writing that, and then the Lord really put it in Tracy's heart big time that this would be something we begin to study out. So we're just trying to pay attention to what the Lord would say, and in that verse, pray at all times in the Spirit. First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It's really kind of wild to think about what that looks like. Pray without ceasing. How many of you think prayer is this? Prayer is that, but it's so much more. You know, you can pray while you drive. Not like this. <laughs> pray without ceasing. Uh, praying to the Spirit Prayer is to the spirit what air is to the body. And it's interesting, we breathe without ceasing, just like we pray without ceasing. And uh, this means what we're doing is learning to cooperate with a dialogue that God is inviting us to, where we're uh, literally every decision we make can be a discussion with God without having to pause and have an interaction separate from, but like, in the book of Acts, it says they made a decision and it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. You know what that's saying? We're in interaction with God in such a way that when we're making a decision, our discernment and our decision-making really collaborate together. And I'm praying without ceasing. In the same way I'm breathing and breath is to the body what prayer is to the Spirit, then I'm just interacting with God as a way of life. So what we're trying to understand is that we serve a speaking God and we must learn to become a listening people. You can hear the voice of God. I know that um, this, this starts to open a can of worms and, and there are a lot of maybe circles that would be very guarded to make such a statement. And I want to give you a little bit of instruction and guidance in this very important topic today to help you stay on course because I have had uh, one instance when I was in college, uh, I had a guy that came to me and he said God told him that the woman he met was supposed to be his wife, so the woman he had formerly married, he was going to have to divorce to be able to go marry the right woman and that God was giving him direction to do that. And I just want you to know, God's not psycho. <laughs> like... If it doesn't line up with God's Word, you're not hearing God. Number one, first, foremost, the Bible is God's Word. God's not going to tell you to do something that violates the nature of Scripture. And we should all have mature believers around us that are looking in on us, joining us on this journey with us to help us when we miss it. How many of you have ever heard the voice of the Lord before? Can I just see? Raise your hand. How many of you thought you heard the Lord, made a decision, and then you realized you missed God? Go ahead, raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. It's important that we understand that. 
it's okay for you to be human. Like God's not put off by the mistakes that we meet that we make. There was this one disciple, and he like sank in the water. Do you remember the story? Like what a you know what an idiot he sank in the water. Can I just remind you? Only one disciple ever walked on the water, and Jesus never did scold him for sinking in the water. He lifted him out. He reached out where he was, and he he embraced him. I think the Lord appreciates our heart to give it a go. And I want to encourage you to find deeper places of prayer as we step into this uh, 2024. Our New Year's revelation for 2023 has been deeper. And, and what we're going to realize, you know, you, we, we started saying this a couple weeks ago. You might not have caught it, the tie-in. But you can't go deep if you don't slow down. So you have to slow down. So what we're going to do in the next five weeks is talk about our not only five core values that we focus on, outrageously loving people, number one, but what are the practices, the core practices that communicate those values. And so we'll be focusing in on that and kind of talking about how to slow down and make sure we put those practices into motion in all of our lives as we then step into the 2024 um, New Year's Revelation. We're going to go deeper as we learn what it means to be awake and engaged. And so um, the Lord wants you to be spiritually awake, not spiritually asleep. He wants you to be spiritually awake, and he wants you to be engaged in his presence, paying attention to what he's desiring to reveal. So this is like wonderful to have child dedication and kind of initiate that idea. We want to hear over our kids. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because we've been doing this for a long time now, and we have children that we dedicated that are now adults and we go back sometimes and look at those words God revealed when they were first born and that's pretty wild one one time uh Tiffany Schinkel gave me Bibles for children we were going to dedicate and then last minute one of the families didn't make it and so she pulled the Bible out and she put it on the shelf until we could do another dedication I didn't remember it at all uh, and she gave me the new list of names and a new stack of Bibles for the next time and that Bible was in there and I had already written the word for that child in that particular Bible. And when I started praying, I felt like the Lord gave me a word for each of the kids. I wrote them all down. And, and when I got to that Bible, I opened it and realized I'd already written in it. And I shut it for a moment and I thought, this is going to be interesting because like, what if it's totally different? <laughs> Wouldn't that be embarrassing? What would I say? I, but it was wild. It was exactly the same thing. I just want you to know the Lord really does want us to get it. Sometimes I don't get it right, but that particular time I did, I just felt like it was a real affirmation from the Lord just helping me to know. He really wants us to understand this. So Tracy and I dedicated our children to the Lord. Uh, here's a picture of Faith when we dedicated her, and it's a, it's a real highly pixelated picture. It actually looks like I have hair in that picture. That's kind of crazy. But that's, that's faith when she was just born and we were in the other building and we dedicated her. And some of you were there uh, for that morning and we declared God's word over them and they know their verse and their word. And now as they've grown um, a little older, we've just put into practice a conversational relationship with the Lord. It's our desire that we grow in this. And um, now faith and Carson are getting married and um, they've actually now bought a house and this was really kind of interesting because they were looking at a house a while back and then another house. And, 
uh, and then they, they put a bid on this house, and we started having a discussion as a family, like, I don't know if you should pay that much for that particular house and there was a little bit of interaction and 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 I wasn't exactly sure how to handle it I want them to step out on their own but I want to make sure they're making the right decision Tracy and I were having a conversation and and I stumbled on to a journal entry that I had totally forgotten about about two or three houses prior when they were making offers and looking at these and I found this journal entry and the journal entry said and it was six weeks before this Faith and Karsten are going to buy a house for this amount of money, and this note will serve as a confirmation. And it was the exact dollar figure that they had just made that. How many know the conversation was over? I wasn't fussing anymore at that point. Um, But the point is, that just should be lifestyle for all of us. And we're not always going to get it right. But what you need to hear is both those things will happen. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. Uh, But practice the voice of God. Practice hearing Him. Spend time in prayer. Listen, journal, write it down. Share it in a trusted forum. I wouldn't suggest you go just Facebook everything. Uh, But in a trusted forum, among trusted friends, share what you're sensing the Lord is saying. And as you grow in the ability to hear what God is desiring to reveal, uh, it's more important than what I could share. Because here's another analogy of this or illustration of this. Uh, We dedicated Faith when she was an infant. Lexi was a little different story. We did dedicate her, but she was born with quite a few complications. And so here's a picture of her with her various tubes and so forth all on uh, coming out of her body on that top. She's having to sleep on a wedge, and, and she's actually got about seven lines connected to her, monitoring her heartbeat, her our blood, you know, pressure, whatever, oxygen levels, I don't know what all. Um, Tracy was a brilliant nurse during that season of time. Uh, but what's amazing is we, uh, we had to demonstrate that we could, she was so small, premature, we had to demonstrate that we could tickle her mouth and drop food into her uh, where she would swallow, tickle her mouth to make her swallow, get the food into her system before we could leave the hospital. That's how premature and tiny she was. And so then at home, we've got her hooked up and plugged into the wall, so all those monitors, and they're going off at different times. It was, it was a crazy, crazy time. But one night, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, I woke up because Tracy walked into the bedroom. She had gotten up and left. I didn't realize, and she walked back into the bedroom, and I stirred, and I said, Tracy, what are you doing? I mean, 2 o'clock in the morning. And she said, I felt the Lord and lightning struck our house. Lexi had been plugged into the wall. And Tracy woke up in the middle of the night and felt impressed by the Lord to go unplug her from the wall 60 seconds before lightning struck our house and fried appliances front to back that were plugged into our wall. She and I sat on the bed that night and we just wept. Listen, I don't have all the answers for the things I'm talking to you about, but I I believe it is more important than ever that in the day in which you and I live, we learn to practice hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit in every one of our lives. You may not realize it, but if you have accepted Christ, 
Like, you know, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, then you'll be saved. Have you done that? If you've done that, say amen real loud. <laughs> what you may not realize is you didn't do that on your own. Jesus says in John 6 that you can't come to Jesus unless the Father invite you to that road of being redeemed. What that means is you heard God the first time you gave your life to Christ. You didn't make a decision of salvation because, well, I think I'll just give this salvation a try. God was dealing with your heart. Maybe some of you today, God is dealing with your heart right now taking you to a deeper place of what it means to be truly, fully spiritually awake and actively engaged in the practices of the things of the Spirit and the power of God's Word. But you didn't make that salvation decision just because you thought it was a good idea. You actually heard God. That's why you stepped into that. For me, I was an adult, and I was in a train wreck of a situation of life, and all of a sudden, I'm standing in this Christian rock concert of all places, and like Petra, anybody remember Petra? They were rocking it for Jesus, and I am crying. I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on inside of me right now. Like, I'd been at Lloyd Noble Arena a number of times, getting high and smoking pot and jamming with all the, you know, the bands that I would go listen to. I was in Lloyd Noble, where I'd been in this situation before, but now I'm standing there, and I'm not in party mode. I'm in full-on weeping mode, and I don't understand it. And it was because I was sensing an invitation from God that was deeper than anything I could have ever known in my humanity. My spirit was being invited into this deeper place. I was beginning to hear the voice of the Lord. And the beautiful thing is, Paul writes, the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. The same way you were saved is the same way you continue to grow in learning what it means to live by the Spirit. I want us to be awake. I want us to be engaged. I want us to grow in these things. You believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth because you sensed something from God. And that's exactly what happens as you continue to grow in this reality of what it means to be led by the Spirit of God. There was this guy in the Bible named Ananias, and it's really interesting, but he got a word of knowledge in a place of prayer from God. It's Acts chapter 9, verse 11, and, he's, and the Lord tells him, hey, I want you to go to this specific house on this specific street and talk to this specific person who's in this place crying out to God. You've heard this story, right? And so he responds to a word of knowledge and goes and leads Saul of Tarsus to Christ, who God then uses as Paul to write the majority of the New Testament for us to read today. He, he, he got saved because of a word of knowledge with Ananias. Do you think that could still happen today? Absolutely it could. In fact, just about 200 and... 80 years after that story took place, there was a young man that's, that's now in modern-day Turkey, and he got a word from God. In his local community, children were disappearing, and he got a word from God. They were trying to figure out, why are the children disappearing? What's, what's going on? There was a trafficking ring that was going on, and they were smuggling children out of his community in pickle barrels. 
and he literally got a word from God that this was taking place. He came forward to authorities, and a traffic ring was exposed. The crazy thing is this guy loved the Lord so much, loved Jesus, and that was his inspiration, that he, he was so generous to everyone around him. He was this deep prayer warrior. He heard the Lord. His name was Nicholas, and I'm actually talking about St. Nicholas, the real person who was so sacrificially generous, we still celebrate him today as the legend of St. Nick. Sorry for those of you who still believe. <laughs> Do you know of the, the practice of the pickle in the Christmas tree? You should Google it. Like in Germany, it's really common. But that's the essence and the, the foundation of where that whole idea comes from. I mean, it's amazing when you really stop and think about this and how God wants us to learn to walk with him in such an incredible way. Tracy and I are friends, a um, um, very modern-day illustration. We're friends with a, a retired police officer from Oklahoma City uh, Police Department. And he shared with us, he was on the northwest side of town, and he got a call that a child with special needs had um, lost his way away from his family on the southeast side of Oklahoma City, totally on the opposite end. And he's in the car. He's a, he's a believer. He gets, he's, he get, the call comes over, and he realizes, well, I'm nowhere near that. But the Lord prompts him. He begins to pray, and he feels the Lord giving him direction to turn down a certain street, kind of like we just read in the book of Acts. So the police officer being led by the Spirit of God turns down a certain street, doesn't make any sense, totally far away from where the child was lost. And there on the corner on the street, he felt the Lord telling him to turn down, was this very child? And he was able then to pick up the child, return. I mean, it's just amazing. This is what I think. The world will be a better place when people learn what it means to truly walk with Jesus Police officers walking with Jesus, business leaders walking with Jesus, people in every walk of life walking with Jesus, you and I walking with Jesus. What does God want to do in your life in these days ahead? And are you willing to pay attention and pray attention to practice this, set it into motion? We believe God is moving the church from audience to army. He's taking rooms full of consumers who love listening to a minister and converting us into rooms full of ministers who love listening to God. The Bible says you will all be taught by God. The Bible says your children will be taught by God. This is a practice that you should begin to embrace on an entirely different level because you cannot give what you do not have and your children need to see the discernment that you have. Like the, your kids sometimes are like, man, how do you know? You know, I'm in trouble again. You're just like, mm-hmm, don't mess with the Lord. He'll, he'll help me understand. Like we should, it should change the way we parent. It should change the way... Uh, we deal with friendships. This should change everything about our lives as we just learn what it means to really walk with him. But there's some interesting language we've been learning as we grow into this, and we're all trying to figure it out more and more. Groups of pastors that we meet with and talk with, we're, we're discussing this, and it's, it's not easy. Like it's, 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 a, it's a different type of day that we live in with the church, and there's this tension that exists that we don't even realize exists to the degree that it does. But let me give you one illustration of this so that you can understand. What would really seal the deal 
is if I invited somebody up to stand on this platform today and they began giving words of knowledge and prophecies and, and people would be like, oh no, how did he know that? How did she know that? I can't believe they, how could they know that? God really is speaking. But the problem with that is that then takes an individual and turns them into a prophetic celebrity when God is actually trying to take the church and turn them into a prophetic company. We don't need a, polit- a, a prophetic celebrity. We do need the prophetic company of the body of Christ to begin to rise up and be who he has simply called you to be in your life. So I want to just give you um, a couple of ideas. We're going to take some time just to listen together today. This year, every time we have a five-week month, a five-Sunday month, like this is our fifth Sunday of December, uh, we're just going to purpose. So you can, if, if this is you know, a little uncomfortable for you for whatever reason, uh, just fair warning, fifth Sunday, maybe tune in online and you know, chill out until you feel a little more at ease with it. But, but let me just encourage you in something. God's more interested in your call than he is in your comfort, and he wants you to grow in this. And that's why I'm willing to stand up here at the expense of some people saying, I'm not sure about all of this, because this is God's will for us to grow and mature, learn what it means to be awake and engaged as we grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord. Uh, I said it before, we don't want to make you more church-like, we want to make you more Christ-like. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, anyone, verse 6, anyone that follows Jesus must walk as Jesus did. And Jesus like, was paying attention to the Father no matter what was going on in the world around him. And so that's what we want to learn to do as we learn to walk this out. So... Um, I want to give you a few things that would just be encouragements and you know, help bring some definition. I'm going to ask the worship team to go ahead and come. We're just going to have some time of, of music and prayer and listening. And, um, and then we'll go back into just a little bit of worship. We want to receive communion in conclusion of the day. And, and I guess I just I want to make sure you all understand this. It is so easy for somebody to be given a microphone, stand in front of cameras. I didn't even acknowledge our um, Destiny online family and uh, just want to recognize and say how thankful for we are for Destiny Table and all the locations and so, so glad that you're joining in on this as we partner and grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord. It's so easy for somebody to stand here in front of the cameras, in front of the lights, in front of the crowd and to, to speak rather convincingly about the Bible. And then for you to feel like, well, obviously, he's got it together. I, I just want you to know that is not the case. If you're looking for a superhero leader, you're in the wrong place because that is not what we are about. We know that we are all just on a journey trying to find our way and nobody's going to get it right all the time. The more mature you grow in your relationship with the Lord, the more you're going to get it right along the journey but you need to stay humble. And uh, that means whenever you miss it, you need to be honest about it. And as, here, here's, a, here's a challenge. As publicly as you miss it, that's how publicly you need to confess it when you miss it. 
And so just growing in this, this is just the Christ-like nature of humility that exists within us as we're just on this journey trying to figure this out. So let me give you a few things that will be really helpful as you um, are practicing hearing the Lord because that's the challenge for you this week. Everybody's doing okay? I'm pretty relaxed. I don't feel like I need to, you know, perform or something. Um, but I do check myself when I'm in this mode because sometimes I feel like, what am I supposed to say next? And I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to give space and room like that whole first john chapter two is an interesting verse of scripture you don't need a man to teach you isn't that crazy that's just one of the craziest verses it's one of the most liberating verses like i've never ever other than when i've said this i've never heard anybody preaching a sermons quote that verse you don't need a man to teach you listen while i teach you you don't need a man to teach you the anointing will teach you that's what it goes on to say you don't need a man to teach you. The anointing will teach you. In other words, there's only so much I have to offer in my uh, position before the Lord as your pastor even. You should be listening to God. You will all be taught by God. Even when we gather and somebody is speaking, teaching, rightly dividing the Word of God, we should be learning from God. Because the person teaching, preaching the Word of God as much as we love and respect, and I've been here for many years, and so there's a lot of trust and confidence, and I don't take that lightly. But you need to understand nobody is always going to get it right all the time except the Lord. You know who our pastor is? His name is Jesus. And a church pastored right lets Jesus be the pastor of everybody's heart and lives. Now, I just want to grow in that. I want to understand that more. So I want to give you, this is an important one. It'll pop up on the screen because it's really key. Just in my journey of trying to learn what it means to hear the Lord. The number one key, this is, this is a, my opinion, by the way. There's not a Bible verse for this. But the number one key to hearing the voice of God is the willingness to hear what God wants to say more than what you want to hear him tell you. I really want to go out with that girl. I really want to go out with that girl. Lord, oh, I believe this is going to be my wife. I've heard, I mean, I've heard so many things. And that's why, again, it has to come back to, to align with Scripture and trusted, mature believers around you that you know have your best interest in mind or they're listening with you and helping you discern your way. Did you know the Bible actually doesn't in, does not in endorse the individual isolated pursuit of God it tells us very clearly it is not good for man to be alone Jesus said when you pray say our father give us this day our day like this is a community endeavor where we should be looking in and listening and hearing and walking this out as a family in total confidence and trust so hearing what God wants to say more than what I want to say, I just bring my heart before the Lord and say, Lord, would you help me to be sensitive to you? Here, here's another uh, really key thing, and I, I mentioned this earlier. God will never say anything to you that contradicts his word. That's why you need to be in the word. That's why we're constantly focusing on turn the page, get in the Bible, read the scripture. Because if you don't know what the Bible says, then you'll be sifted more easily, more readily. What did Jesus say when the devil came against him to try and tempt him? He said, it is written. So you need to know what is written to be able to say it is written. And so always when you're hearing anything the Lord you sense could be from him, 
you want to make sure you align it with Scripture. Pass it by those voices of counsel, people that you really trust. And, and this is an interesting one. Um, <laughs> we have good friends. This guy's like a tough Marine. And, um, and his daughter had a baby. And we were walking like downtown. And his daughter FaceTime called him. And he's, you know, he's, he's pretty muscular. Maybe a lot like me. I'm sure you think. Okay, never mind. But, but he is actually really, you know, built like a bodybuilder looking dude. And, uh, and so kind of tough acting. And, and, and the, the FaceTime rings in and it's like, hey, hey, what's going on? And then they put his grandchild on. <laughs> it was so funny. Ah, da, 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 da. And I, I, was, I got my phone, I'm recording. I was just like, this is too good. <laughs> this is what I've learned. A great father speaks the language of the child. And how many of you know, if we know as earthly fathers how to do that, how much more so our Father in heaven? So don't think you've got to learn to hear the original Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, or or the King James language, Lord speaking to you. God tends to speak our language, so we get it. That means His voice is going to sound many times a lot like your own. And so a lot of times you're going to say, was that God or was that me? Well, just go unplug the baby from the wall and then sort through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't wrestle over that too much. Just make sure it aligns with Scripture. So this is, this is what I'd like to ask. Um, oh, one final thing. You need to know this. Prophecy in the New Testament, you know, you read the Old Testament, it's different than the New Testament. Jesus came as a different dispensation of grace. So you, did, you do need to understand the gifts of the Spirit and prophecy in the, in the New Testament is for the edifying, encouragement, and building up. So if you get a, a prophetic word that, you know, is really negative down and harsh on somebody, that, that's really not in alignment with a New Testament expression of how the gifts are supposed to be used. So I would say, you know, just leave that before the Lord if you ever feel like that's something uh, that you got. Because really, you should be getting a word of encouragement into the lives of those around you. So, ah. <sighs> Man, I really want to get this right with you. I really want to help. I don't want to confuse, and that's why I'm just kind of pausing for a moment because I want to just take a few minutes, and I want to ask you to just clear your mind, just settle your thoughts, and I want you to think with me just for a moment. Just maybe close your eyes and just block out everything else. And I'm, I'm, I've been praying and asking the Lord, would you bring someone to each of our minds that we can bless this week? And so I just want you to try to just practice sensing what the Lord may be saying about who you're supposed to bless this week. If somebody's come to mind, just hold up one finger. You got that one person. Just hold it up there. Just kind of wait and give everybody a moment. 
When you get that name, just hold your finger up. Father, I thank you that you're stirring our hearts just to listen with greater clarity in what you're desiring to say. And I believe you really are mobilizing us to be more than just an, a religious audience that gathers together to tick the box and do the church thing that we feel obligated to do, but you're really wanting to awaken something within us where church becomes less like going to the movies and more like going to the gym where we actually work out and become stronger as a result of gathering together and becoming more who you called us to be rather than just show up and be entertained we want to encounter we want to encounter God and I pray Lord for the names of those that uh, you've brought to mind that you would bless those individuals you help us this week to do something very specifically even led by God to bless them in some way whether that's a word of encouragement a text a card a gift, whatever it may be. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So what if, what if you got a name and it really wasn't from the Lord? Wouldn't it be cool just to bless somebody? <laughs> like you're not, the devil didn't give you that name to go bless somebody, okay? Uh, so, I mean, the, the, find time this week to practice what I'm talking about you don't have to come here and do this here I'm glad we're doing it here introducing everybody challenging everybody some people this is just normal some others it's like I don't really know how to do this you know everything you do in life is actually awkward the first time you do it nobody ever just started walking right they they're you know like falling down stumbling getting it wrong before you get it right you get it wrong more than you get it right and then you start getting it right more than you get it wrong and then you run and i just say let's live by the spirit let's walk in the spirit let's keep step with the spirit let's run and not grow weary let's do what god's calling us to do as the body of christ mobilize to be more than an audience to become a mighty army in the hands of a loving god so as you're sensing maybe what the Lord is revealing, then you can always take a connect card and, and write that for us uh, and drop it in one of our giving stations. If it's a longer word than you can fit on a card, you can email it to our website and we'll take those things and really give some serious consideration. But I want us just to take a little bit of time in worship and just ask the Lord to really awaken our hearts, to stir us to a deeper place. So would you mind, let's just stand. I want to read some verses over you just let his water the water of his word wash over you and we're really challenging you this week practice hearing the voice of god by listening praying and obeying like listen pray and obey when the lord speaks just do something with it action i'm going to ask him our, our prayer teams, if you'll make your way up, we're going to press in and we're going to worship and be available to pray with you, pray over you. If you say, I, say, I don't really know where to begin with all of this. Maybe you're here and you say, I've never even given my life to Christ. I'm not even a Christian. How can I expect to hear the voice of the Lord? 
we want to introduce you to him like this isn't just a religious idea this is a true person and he wants to meet you and invade you and transform you starting today for the rest of your life in wonderful amazing ways and our prayer teams are available to help you in that regard in anything that we can pray with you about so let me just declare some of these scriptures and by the way these are on our blog so I would encourage you this week go and just rehearse these verses these are all about hearing the Lord 2nd Corinthians 13 verse 14 would you just receive this may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all Lord I pray that you help us to know what the fellowship of the Holy Spirit really is what does it mean to live in that place of fellowship with God fellowship with the Holy Spirit may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all Romans 8 14 for all who are being led by the Spirit of God these are the sons of God the sons and daughters of God we're being led by the Spirit of God we're the sons and daughters of God Isaiah 30 21 whether you turn to the right or to the left whatever decision you're making your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it thank you Lord that you not only speak to us but then you confirm when we make decisions you bring confirmation of what those decisions are supposed to be I love this one this is beautiful Isaiah 54 13 all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace Lord, we just receive what you're desiring to release not only in our lives but in our legacy in our children and in our children's children and in our children's children's children in generations well beyond us we actually have the ability to receive what you desire for us to release beyond our lifetime so help us Lord to walk in that we pray in Jesus mighty name the message says in Proverbs 3 6 listen for God's voice in everything you do everywhere you go he's the one who will keep you on track this is a First, we're going to focus on Philippians 2.13 this next season. I encourage you to, to take this verse specifically and begin to pray it over yourself and those around you. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Father, I thank you that you are working in us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases you. In the mighty name of Jesus, In the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. I'm going to ask, because it's our, our final Sunday together, I, I kind of bypassed this. I think the communion tables are back here and, and back here as well. Would you mind, if you're interested in receiving communion together as a church family, just make your way to the table back there or up here on the sides and uh, get the the communion cups and we'll just receive communion together as we step into a deeper place of worship
Come on, would you just prepare your heart? Really important that we understand Jesus. At the Last Supper, he said, do this in remembrance of me. It was an expression that the Messiah was one day going to come, and suddenly here he is. And the breaking of that bread was to speak of the broken body of Jesus and the shedding of his blood was the cup. And I think we've not truly given ourselves uh, to a deep enough understanding of what that really looks like, what that really means and how to participate. But I just would invite you as a, as a posture of true surrender we acknowledge today that without him we are lost <laughs> because Adam and Eve sinned against God sin entered into the world into humanity and Jesus came as the second Adam to redeem humanity and restore us to a posture that originated in the garden where Adam and Eve were in this conversational relationship with the Father, and Jesus came to redeem and restore that. And it only happens through the sacrifice of His body and His blood, where then all of the sacrifices in the temple were fulfilled, and we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore because the ultimate sacrifice of Christ was made on behalf of our sin. Come on, if you agree with that, just say out loud, Amen. We give you thanks, Lord. We thank you for the broken body of Christ and the shed blood of Jesus. Thank you that you made a way for us to step into this place of the presence of God with confidence and boldness through your sacrifice. In Jesus' mighty name, just as we press in and we worship, would you just give thanks and celebration to that? Come on, take and eat and drink we celebrate the broken body and shed blood of Christ.
sing that out. agree, Lord. Those words are our declaration. We want to be open to whatever you desire, even if it makes us a little uncomfortable at times. We just want to grow deeper in understanding what it means to be fully awake, truly engaged in the practices of the Spirit, the practices, Lord, that you demonstrated and modeled so beautifully, so perfectly. So may we grow in our knowledge and understanding, walking, what that looks like to walk that out in our own lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. So we want to bring God's presence to real life. This week, your action point uh, is to make some space, take some time, make some room, and just practice hearing the voice of the Lord. You sense anything uh, from the Lord, then just be responsive to that uh, as best you know how. And how many know God's grace is sufficient even when we get it wrong? It's just a beautiful thing to walk with God. Come on, why don't you just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Carson's going to come close us out.